Hello there, lovers. My name is Erin Aquin. Welcome to episode 91 of the podcast. Now, today I'm doing this as a Facebook Live. So for those of you on Facebook, hello, and thanks for joining me. If you're watching this in the replay later, feel free to leave me any questions that you might have about this process. But really what I wanted to focus on today is how to plan your upcoming year as a couple. Uh, this morning I was watching the Facebook Live that I did last year on New Year's Day, and I was totally loving just how much has changed, how much my business has changed, how much my um, work with all of you has changed. And, you know, we have so many more episodes of the podcast under our belt together. So that episode was actually all about how to um, think about your relationship and have a, a resolution for how you want to make big shifts in the new year. I'm not a big resolution person. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, as I said, I think probably in that episode too, I just find that so many people throw out a resolution and they like hope it's just going to work by magic. So I want to share with you how my husband and I plan our new year. This is kind of like a little ritual that we've developed over the past few years. And um, I hadn't actually put it into a whole process. So I'm going to share with you exactly what we will be doing on New Year's Eve. Well, some of it. <laughs> I can tell you everything. <laughs> All right. So we have little kids. First thing to know, our New Year's Eves can sometimes be very early nights. We don't always stay up until midnight, but we always have a very fancy meal. We always have um, oysters. He's a vegetarian, so he hasn't really partake in those, but I love oysters. He shucks them for me, and we do that. And I kind of suggest that you and your partner, if you're going to sit down and plan the new year, whether it's on New Year's Eve or whether it's New Year's Day or something where you're going to actually make an occasion, I think doing something to set the stage and make it special is really important. If it's over a cup of coffee, over your favorite tea, over a beautiful brunch, you know, whatever it looks like for you guys, I think make this a moment in your relationship. Don't just like talk about it as you're brushing your teeth. So and the, by the way, if you're not in a relationship, this still can apply to you. You can still do this process. You can do it on your own. Um, I do portions of this by myself. I do a whole year in review for my business. And um, that's really important. My husband doesn't really need to kind of be there for that as involved as he is in my business. Um, you know, it's not super important. So I think you need to just kind of figure out what actually works for you. And I'm going to share with you very quickly kind of the three steps that we follow. All of these are important. You can cut and paste them. You can add your own things to it, feel free. But I think you need to do all of these things for sure. The first is sitting down together, making that special space, and then celebrating all of the things you have to celebrate as a couple, as individuals from the year before. You could write this out. You could make a list. You could do some toasting <laughs> to the year behind you. 
Um, I was thinking about some of the things I'm going to be celebrating my business, like, I don't know, quadrupling from last year. Um, if not, it's definitely at least two or three X what it was. So we're going to be celebrating that. Uh, we bought a new home this year. We're going to be celebrating that. We both did some really neat things with our work. Um, I had an opportunity to teach a class in the program of one of my mentors. I got to go on a retreat with my teacher. Um, I was accepted into a master coach training that I'm about to embark on in just a few days. So this is your chance for you and your partner to kind of brag about the year that you've had, the things you've done together as a couple. Um, you know, if you're parents, you should celebrate all of that because these everyday things, we tend to focus so much, especially in kind of the personal development world, we focus so much on our inadequacies, the things we need to change, the things we need to fix. And often it's really easy to forget that we're here to celebrate. There's things you did that were amazing and those deserve a moment. So I always like to start with some celebratory, like good feelings about what you've done. Highly recommend doing that. Now, in my own personal evaluation, I will go back through and I will also take time to go through the fails that I had in my business, the things that didn't work, uh, the things on a personal level that didn't work, and what I'm going to do moving forward to grow, to change, to work on those things. Um, I don't, again, don't, I don't really do that part of my review with my husband because he's not as deeply involved with my business. But I might want to share with him a couple of those things. One of the things I'm doing this year in 2020 is I'm going to hire uh, an assistant so that I have someone to kind of help me out um, to be with my clients. We are doing a group coaching program starting on January 3rd. So I'm going to have somebody there to kind of be, be my backup and really help me out and help all of those clients get the most out of that program. I don't do that with him. We, you know, he knows that that's happening and that's about it. So do that part on your own. The second thing that I really think is beautiful to do together as a couple is to brainstorm all of your goals, all of your ideas, all the dreams, all the things you'd like to do in 2020. For my husband and I, this is going to be like the trips that we're going to go on that we haven't yet planned. Um, the business milestones for myself, his work milestones, his professional milestones for him, our personal development as individuals, as a couple, we're just going to brainstorm all of it, all the things we would like to do. You know, if I want to become a pottery master, maybe that's going to go on the list. Knowing full well that all of these things are not going to happen in 2020. I'm not going to focus my energy on 25 different things. This is another place I see people get a little stuck. They don't want to just pick one goal because to them that seems um, too small, too easy, all that kind of stuff. For this process, I actually encourage you to go through that list and actually just pick one. Have your partner pick one of those major goals that they're going to work on. You pick one of those goals that you're going to work on with the understanding that it means you might have to say no to the list of 20 other things that are on your plate or the other ideas that you had. We're going to discuss this, like how to go through it a little bit, but 
don't pick six things. Unless you're really great at always following through with your goals and you can do it with ease and you can do it in a way that's healthy and not stressful for you, go for it. But my suggestion is you pick one thing. And then I like to, and my husband likes to, we like to talk about what, if anything, that's going to involve from the other person. So this is really important. Sometimes we have goals as human beings that are totally fueled solo. You know, if I have a business goal, I have to be the one to do that work. I have to be the one to do the marketing, reach out to clients, be a great coach, hone my skills even more. Like all of that stuff comes from me. But my husband is going to be involved because if I want to open up more time on my calendar for clients that's outside of what I already have, it's going to mean maybe hiring a babysitter if he's at work or working in the evening, which affects our family life. So this is why I like to plan big goals with the other team member in your life, because you might want to really talk about how much involvement they're, you're really asking for. Um, now, I, this is a tricky one, and I want to just spend a moment on, on this because I have said in the past that you don't need anyone else's emotional support to do things. If you have a goal, your goal or reaching your goal does not depend on how supported you felt from your partner or anyone else, how much they believed in you. It does not actually impact you achieving your goal. And... A lot of people like to argue with me about this, but we can look at people in history where the entire culture they were in thought they were insane. You know, every great thought leader of their time, every, a lot of great artists died and they weren't famous. People thought they were terrible. And it was only until generations later where we now like revere them as masters or scientific thinkers where we now see that they were right. And the culture they were in was totally wrong. They had no evidence to support what they were really putting out there. So I think this is key to remember. And the complexity here is for you to go rogue, pick a goal that's going to ask a lot of your partner without actually involving them in the discussion, in the decision. You know, if I want to coach 40 hours a week, that's going to involve my husband. I don't want to do that. It's not my where my work is right now. But if I did, it would require him agreeing to be home at certain times, to doing school pickups certain days, to um, hiring babysitters certain evenings, to not traveling out of town as much. It's really not fair of me to just make that decision without him. You know, I'd like to bring him into that decision, discuss it, figure it out. Because what often happens and what I often see is people make big sweeping goals and decisions without their partner. And then when they get some resistance from that other person who's like, well, hey, you know, are you going to be like working three days, a, three nights a week? You're not going to participate in like family dinners or bedtime or any of that. Like, I'm not okay with that. You know, we never talked about that. 
it's so easy to use that and be like, well, they didn't support me. I guess I can't meet my goal and blame the other person. So we never, ever, ever want to use our partner as an excuse to not achieve what we're setting out to do. And I think that starts with discussing it with them, getting some ideas, getting creative with them and bringing them in. So if this is your teammate, then involving each other in the decision is going to be really key and really helpful so that you both are on the same page as you go forward, especially if it's a goal that your brain's going to freak out about. So important to talk about it, have the discussion. Are they going to be involved? How much are they going to be involved? What are you asking of them? Are they okay with that? And how will you get it if they say no, if they are, you know, not open to whatever you're asking about? Next, you want to think about the person that you are going to have to become to achieve your big goal. So this is where people kind of get into like a resolution land and it becomes a little vague. Let's say your 2020 resolution or your 2020 goal is to get in shape. I love this one. People say this. For the next year, I'm going to get in shape. Like that is so vague. What does that mean? Do you want to change your body in some way? Do you want to see a different number on the scale? Um, are you trying to have less pain and more energy? Like getting in shape is so vague. What if you laser focused your goal? Like I'm going to work out three days a week for 30 minutes every week. So 52 weeks of 30 minutes, three times a week working out or going to the gym, something. That's much more specific. And if that's not anywhere near what you normally do, that's going to require you to become a different person. Um, I'll actually use a, an example. This was my husband's kind of goal from last year. Um, he has this goal where he's going to bike up a volcano in Hawaii when we go there this, this winter. He's been working on this goal since last December, last January. At that time, he decided to give up alcohol and sugar. He was like, I just want to see how I feel. I want to get healthy. I want to stop snacking so much. I'm just reaching for like stimulants and things like that. And then he had this idea about like, maybe the real goal here is to bike up this volcano. As soon as he locked that in, his dietary changes made so much more sense. They were really connected to a purpose. He also had to become the person that gets up and trains. And so he has to get up early mornings before he travels. He gets up earlier than the rest of us usually to go and get his bike ride in because, you know, I'm not doing it that early. <laughs> um, he has to go to sleep earlier than he probably normally would. And so it was just so much more than him saying, Either like, oh, I'm going to like not eat any crap food for a year or it, no, it was like a really specific purpose with a goal, with a deadline. And I think this is true of any worthy goal is it actually demands that you become someone new. You have to decide if you're going to, you know, maybe your goal is financial, financially related. Maybe you're going to increase your income in 2020 from 
50K to 100K. In order to do that, you have to give your brain kind of like a path to follow. That's going to mean we have to think about how those things are happening. Um, starting with overhauling your thoughts about whether that's possible. So this is something I think a lot of people want to start with. Well, let's break down all the steps to making another $50,000. What are all the things I need to do? In coaching, we don't start there, actually. We start with, what would I need to think? What would I need to believe in order for that to be my result? I would need to think, I have the capacity to make this much money. Um, my business is growing by $50,000, by $100,000 this year. And then how would you feel if you thought that? How would you act if you thought that? What would you do? All the things you would do to make that happen. So this is um, where I think a lot of people get lost, really, is they want to come up with all the steps. They want to come up with it and like break down every moment of the next year, but they don't actually have the strong mindset, strong belief. That's one of the reasons why people work with coaches because we walk you through the land of the unknown, the land of the desert and the confusion and the wondering like, is this possible to a place where you're acting like the person that does this? My husband trains like he's going to bike up a volcano because he's going to. Now, I have no idea if he's going to make it. <laughs> he might like attempt and like quit after two hours. It's totally possible that could happen. But he right now is doing everything as though it's happening and he's training like it's going to happen and we'll see what happens. But for him, he can't think that way. He can't just be like, well, see how I feel. No, he's getting the gear. He's getting the training in. He's doing hour long climb rides. He's working so hard. Um, this is a goal. And you know, I was talking earlier about how involved your partner is with your goal. I'm not really involved. You know, the, the extent of my involvement on his goal is um, saying I would look after our kids while he's training, saying I would look after our kids while he's doing the climb, um, trying not to <laughs> express how freaked out I am. That's maybe my involvement. But really, like he's not asking a lot of me. I am just there to support him, to remind him, to help him go through that. And that's what a team member does. So this is why I love doing this as a couple. Even if your goals are not related to each other, um, I think keeping your relationship in the picture and knowing that if you're living life with someone, then why wouldn't you just share the most important dreams and goals with them? Let them be there to support you. And of course, if you want help, if you have some goals this year that you're not sure you can get to or get through or really find the beliefs that you need to make it happen. That is why I'm doing group coaching because I want you to be immersed in a group of people who are doing that rapid growth. We're getting a lot of coaching and learning the mindset so that when you go to make the attempt up the volcano, you have already done the work. You've done the um, mindset work and you're prepared for your climb my metaphor for you. 
All right. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful New Year's celebration. If you're interested in that group coaching program, we are closing the doors January 1st. You will need to be have applied and paid by January 1st. So if you want in, if you want information on that, there's a link here on Facebook, or you can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash group dash coaching and get on it because there's only a couple spots left and you gotta be in Jan 1. All right. I will hope to see you in the program. I will hope to be able to walk you through to your goals. And I hope you take some time over the remaining holidays to sit down with your partner and discuss who you want to become, what you want to achieve, both as an individual and within your relationship in 2020. Take care.